0: All right, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. I am Matt Love, and we are finishing up a little mini-series that we've been doing uh, through Psalm 23. Pastor JD was re- recently teaching through this chapter and was able to answer some really good questions in the midst of his sermons. And We thought sharing a few of those in this podcast would be really encouraging and helpful to you guys. Uh, I hope the first two have been really good. If you haven't got a chance to check those out, you should hop back and, and listen to those. And this last question is what if God is using your pain to bring you closer to him? And I know that can be really hard to think about, but but what is God doing in pain and suffering? And could God be using that to bring you closer to him? So I hope this uh, question and getting and this answer that Pastor J.D. offers in this sermon is helpful and encouraging to you. So let's jump right in with this last podcast talking about Psalm 23.
1: Here is the question that Naaman's story ought to make you ask. What if God was trying to send you a message in your pain? I'm not saying that this is true for everybody that's in pain right now, but it is a question that some of us should at least ask. You see, up until this moment, Naaman, up until the moment that Naaman discovered this spot on him, he had felt on top of the world. The story says he was on the king's arm, which means he was the king's right-hand man. Says he was highly regarded, which meant he was a a celebrity. Everybody in Syria loved him. People were always asking to take selfies. He was a national hero, trending on Twitter, whatever. All that was taken away in a moment by one small spot. One small spot brought the mighty name and crashing to the ground. One small spot showed him how fragile everything else was. What if God was doing something similar in your pain? Again, I'm not saying for sure that that is what is happening. But what if that problem had been put there by God to wake you up to a bigger problem? And that is the problem that you're not right with God and you don't know him. I know a lot of athletes that point to a debilitating injury as the thing that finally woke them up to the really important things in life. I once met a professional athlete a few years ago who had just signed a multi-million dollar contract to play in the pros. But then he got into an accident doing something dumb that totally destroyed his future career. This guy did not know God. His career was his God. He told me with tears in his eyes, I lay there on the ground, my legs broken, saying to myself, I can't believe I threw away my entire career for a few foolish seconds of fun. And I said to him, I said, respectfully, man, I think God may have been doing something way bigger in your life. I think he might've been trying to say to you, you're throwing away your entire eternity for a few seconds of glory in an athletic arena. Make a long story short, God ended up using this tragedy, as he does with many people, to bring this man to Christ. So what if God in your pain had something for you beyond, something even better than the cure that you seek? And what if this thing that God had for you was so valuable that after you found God, like Naaman, you find yourself failing even to mention the healing? So great is the treasure you now have in God. So again, I ask, has God revealed a spot in your life that tells you that you're not as together as you, as you fought? Maybe that spot is a, is a wrinkle in your marriage. I sit with powerful men and women sometimes who can speak and command things at work and their power is amazing, but their marriage is falling apart and they don't know anything they can do about it. Maybe it's a problem with your kids and you feel helpless. That's maybe where I see this the most. You're worried about your kids or maybe, maybe your kids are wandering. Maybe you got no more relationship with them and you keep asking, how did we get here? Maybe it's a habit that you can't break this morning. Alcoholism has somehow snuck up on you and you're like, I don't know how, I don't even know how to start talking about this. Pornography, a bad temper. Maybe it's a personal failure that you're, you're humiliated by. Maybe it's just a dull, aching unhappiness that you just can't get rid of. Maybe it's this inability to figure things out. You feel paralyzed, unsure what way you're supposed to go. A health scare. In a sense, all of us have that same spot. It's our mortality. We are all going to die. Your body has an expiration date on it. It's like we're all walking around with a stick of dynamite in our hand with no idea how long the fuse is. It could be a week. It could be 70 years. But at some point, you will die. Even with all of our advances in modern medicine, the death rate is holding steady at 100%. See, these spots can all wake you up to a bigger problem. That is where you stand with God, the God who created all of us. You see, leprosy throughout the Bible symbolizes sin. Like leprosy, sin deadens. Like leprosy, it grows in you and corrupts you over time. Because of it, you slowly begin to lose feeling in parts of your life, parts of you die. Your innocence dies, your joy dies, your optimism, your compassion for others. In many ways, you become grotesque spiritually. Scripture says the penalty, the wages, the result of sin is death. Our souls have a spot of sin on them that is that is corroding us from the inside out. And sometimes these lesser spots, the problems in our lives can wake us up to the ultimate spot that we should be worried about. I haven't told this story in a while, I think, but before I became pastor here, I worked on a landscaping crew, okay? So when you got me as pastor, you got somebody highly qualified, right? The, this foreman on our crew was, a, was this giant of a man. Now, I, I never knew his real name. I only called him Ivan because he looked just like Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. He was tall, about 6'8". He was blonde. He was mean. He cussed all the time. One day as we pulled up to a job, he was started cussing and he let out, I don't know what was, in, what kind of mood he was in that day, but he just let out string of cuss words. I mean, it was kind of like a work of art. I was like, I don't, that was impressive. Um, but it included several phrases that just blasphemed God's name. And I, I don't know what got into me. Actually, I do know I got filled up with the Holy Spirit. And I said, Ivan, You need to watch your mouth because one day you're gonna stand before God and you're gonna give an account for all that you have said. And trust me, man, when you stand there, you don't wanna have all that blasphemy of God's name on your account. And then y'all, the Holy Spirit totally left me. Just me. Looking at the 6A guy. So I I turned and walked off stage. I heard these big footsteps coming up behind me. He got right in front of me and, and he said, do you... In fact, I remember it was one of the oddest moments. Never would have anticipated this. I look up at him, and he's got this look in his eye. He looks mad, but he's also, there's something. He said, do you really think? He went back to the first thing. He said, say that again. So this time I said it, a lot less eloquent and bold. <laughs> and his face softened. And he said, "You, you really think God is going to judge me for how I live? And I said, well, yes, and we started to talk, and, and the more I found out there was these things going on, um, he had just been, he told me the week before, his wife and him, he'd gone to the doctor because he discovered a, a skin cancer spot. And the doctor had said, look, well, it's kind of 50-50. We might be able to cure this, but this might be the beginning of the end for you. And he said, my wife and I, we're, ter- we're terrified. He goes, oh, that's all we can think about. And then here you are now telling me that I'm gonna stand before God. Later that afternoon, like three or four hours later, there was an accident right beside the lot where we were working. And Ivan was the first one on the scene, the teenage kid in this accident almost died. We were standing there waiting for the the police to come. He was, Ivan was really, really quiet. And finally he looked over at me and he said, JD, do you you feel like God is trying to to speak to me, the spot, then you saying what you said to me earlier. And then now this accident right here where I see this kid just about die, you feel like God is speaking to me. And I'm like, no, I think God is screaming at you. God uses spots in our lives to wake us up to him. The point of this story is not, of course, that every leper who heads out to the Jordan River is gonna find healing for their skin disease. The point is to show you that God sometimes uses suffering to open up your eyes to your need of him. Again, I'm not saying that's the case with you. Like we saw with Job and with Joseph, a lot of our suffering does not have a root cause in our lives. But sometimes God is trying to get your attention. That's why the writer of Psalm 119 says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. In other words, wait, but now I obey your word. In other words, God used affliction to bring me back to himself, and now I obey now that I've been afflicted. Maybe that's happening to you. Our first point is that God often uses our pain to bring us back to him. And Naaman shows us that all we need to do to respond to God, all that we need to, 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 to say yes, is just humility and faith. You're like, where do I start? What do I do? It's just, that's all you need, humility and faith. Isn't that the one thing that God keeps going after with Naaman? Naaman in this story keeps trying to get to the top. Let let, let me see the prophet. Here's an enormous amount of money. Ask me to do something hard. Yet God keeps sending Naaman to the bottom. Talk to an intern. Do something humiliating. The path to God is the path of humility. The way up is the way down. You can't get there any other way. If you are going to be saved, the one thing you absolutely need is a crushing sense of absolute need. Ephesians two eight nine says, it's by grace, grace, God's unmerited favor that you have been saved through faith and faith not in what you've done, faith in what Jesus has done. It's the gift of God. This healing, Naaman, has nothing to do with your might or strength. In fact, your might and strength are only getting in the way. It's not given as a reward for anything in you. It's the gift of God. You see, the cross absolutely destroys our pride. The cross declares God's verdict on our lives was death. Listen, I know a bunch of you, some of you've always lived for the report card. You always want the A, you always want the high pass, the graduated with honors, the magna cum laude, the pat on the back on the report card of life. The only report card that actually matters, all of us got a failing grade. And to receive healing from Jesus, you gotta admit that, you gotta embrace it. You gotta glory in it. So I ask again, do you have the humility to come to Jesus? Think about how much humility it took for Naaman to cross that border into Israel, a place he regarded as inferior to Syria, to admit that the healing that he sought could not be found among his own mighty Syrians, but among the despised Jews. I say that because maybe that's where some of you are. You never, ever thought you would be in a place like this one right here this morning. Uh, With people like these, a bunch of born-again Christians. And for some of you, we're in the same category as knuckle-dragging Neanderthals. Do you have the humility and courage to question your convictions and to consider these things with an open mind? Y'all, God can save anybody. It just takes humility and faith. Faith means just believing what God says and taking a chance on it like Naaman did.
0: We're so glad you could be with us today. For more resources from Pastor JD, please be sure to check out jdgreer.com. And while you're there, sign up for our email newsletters. It is the absolute best way to stay up to date with Pastor JD's latest blog posts, podcasts, all kinds of other stuff. And we'll also make sure that you never miss a new resource or series. It's quick and easy to sign up. Go to jdgreer.com and sign up today. And we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.